Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. I got an interesting email. Hi, my mother died in April in a nursing home. My family and I have set up a Facebook group in relation to the deaths from COVID in nursing homes. We have also recently set up a, we- a website and we have a petition running calling for an inquiry into it. And joining me is a spokesperson uh, for Justice for the Vulnerable. And it's Stephen O'Shocknessy. Good afternoon to you, Stephen. Good afternoon, Noel. Thanks um, for having me on. Uh, you're welcome. You're, you're the spokesperson for the group. And explain to me what it is you're actually looking for. When you say Justice for the Vulnerable, um, as we know, the majority of the deaths of COVID-19. Many of those people end up, were close to end of life, but certainly their lives were brought uh, to an end a lot quicker by COVID-19. And I suppose the irresponsibility, you might say, of the state in not protecting them. Yeah, um, well, I mean, we were obviously directly affected by COVID um, through our mother dying in a nursing home. And I'm sorry, um, I'm sorry to hear that, by the way. My condolences thanks, to you, Stephen, and, and your family and friends. Okay, so, by the way, how, how, old, how old was your mum? My mum was 89, Florence. Okay. Her name was. Um, okay. She was 89. Um, she had it. She had dementia, but she was still kind of, you know, she had her faculties. She she knew every, every still every one of us and that. And and yeah. we believe she she had a few more years there, you know. Okay. Um, but but obviously, you know, that wasn't. The and, and when you got um, the phone call saying she had COVID nineteen, obviously you couldn't even go and visit her at the time, could you? Well, well, well initially we didn't. Initially in early April, we, we, she she got sick. Um, now on that at that stage, the, the there was cases confirmed in there. Um, mm-hmm. So. They weren't testing, you know. They simply weren't testing. The HSC were refusing to test the people in the nursing homes. Um, well, we 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 had Marcus De Bruyne on, Doctor Marcus De Bruyne on yeah, there, good, so, and and he made the point that the nursing homes were told by the HSC not to test them. Yeah, exactly. Um, so you had basically people that were getting sick. Um, so they had they were assumed that they had COVID. Um, some of them were tested, and some of them did come back positive. But then again, you know, you have also uh, Marcus. The Bruin has been quite, um, you know, vocal about the, the, the letters that have been sent around, say, for, from David Walsh. Yeah. You know, the one that said, you know, if one resident tested positive, then yeah. you have to assume that anyone with um, symptoms is to be assumed... To um, have COVID-19. COVID-19 yeah. positive as well. Well, I think, so, I think what upset was, him more was when he went back to his own practice and he'd have a, you know, a little nine-year-old with a snotty nose would get a test quicker than, you know, somebody who yeah. was 85 and very vulnerable in a nursing home wasn't getting a test. Yeah, yeah, and and to compound that as well, the staff. We had a meeting with the the, the, the medical staff after my mum's funeral, and um, just to try and get some answers. Um, and and they were saying that they were waiting up to three weeks for a test to uh, the results to come back. Mm. You know, so th- you were up against that as well. Yeah. Um. So basically, just just um, we had around. You know, my mum was sick for around two weeks. Um. So there was there's myself and my three sisters living here. I've one brother who's living in Australia. Um, so myself and my sister could get in to see my mother with, you know, masks on and gloves and things like that. Um, but my other two sisters have underlying illnesses, so they basically had to watch my mum pass away through a window. Okay. Um, which, is, which is essentially what we all did at the end. There was only one person allowed in with her. So, um, you know, you have a grieving process nor- normally with... Um, yeah, where well, your family is all around, with yeah. Yeah, when a loved one dies, you have a certain process that you go through. Well, we were robbed of that, you know. Like we, we I know every. Had- it's a very Irish thing. Well, I don't know. Maybe it's not an Irish thing, but it's always that idea: is you know, our man passed away last March. Oh, we were all there. You know what I mean? And it, yeah. that's a, you know, yeah. we all want to be there. So at least we have that memory of you know holding their hand or whatever it was when they took their last breath. So everybody wants to be there, don't they? 
exactly. And that's the way it was with my my dad died, my brother died a couple of years later, my brother-in-law died. We were all around, the, the whole family were around the bed, you know, at, at, in each instance. You know, we were robbed of that essentially because, you know, my sister was in there at the time she was with her. But everybody else was literally outside. And my brother was looking at my mother basically passing away through a phone, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that was, that. that's, and that's the kind of the, I suppose, the reality of, of, of having someone who, who dies from, from COVID. She was tested positive COVID um, the Saturday before she died. Um, she died on the Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, so um, she definitely did have it. Um, yeah, she had a good age anyway, 89. It was a good age. She did, yeah. yeah. But she was still relatively healthy. She, yeah. she did have underlying... She, did, she, had, she had diabetes and she had some heart problems and that. But other than that, she was fit. Like, she was very alert. My mum had a great sense of humour. She never lost that. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, you know, the, the, we feel that there, that there could have been, you know, she would have had a few more years there. Um, okay, if it, but, had, but, if it had been diagnosed, maybe they would have known how to treat... Well, when I say known how to treat it better, they could manage things better. But, but you believe there was obviously... Uh, there was, a, I suppose, th- these failures by the state, and Marcus talked about, you know, the fact that we're moving people from hospitals into care yeah. homes, um, you know, without testing them, and people who are co- could have been COVID positive uh, into a care home that had no positive cases, and all of a sudden, then the care home was riddled with people with COVID nineteen because they were moving people in who had COVID nineteen. Yeah, and that, and that was that was a point confirmed by the medical staff that we spoke to, the medical management staff in, in the nursing home. Um, the meeting that we had with them, they confirmed that they were they they they, they were pushing the the residents back into the nursing homes, and then the the hospitals were instructing by no means can you have anybody any residents going to the hospitals um, because they need they so, needed the space for what they they thought was going to be the big rush, they, which didn't happen. Yeah, but that, they, that, thankfully, that never happened. You know, but that was thankfully ICU, it never did. Yes, yeah, so thankfully that, it never did. The, the ICUs were never more than half full. But yeah. you know, um, but yeah, that doesn't still you know. It doesn't know what, what happened, um, but yeah. So, like as as um, our family were saying, well, it would be a nice kind of fitting tribute for us to ba- basically, first of all, first and foremost, to um, to have a website that you know not only we could put up pictures and, and stories about my mom, but also other people that are in the same situation. So I set up a website. It's called thequest.ie. Um, so basically, anyone could go on to it and, and message me, and I'll put up their stories and their, and, and their, their pictures of their loved ones or family. Well, what, are the, what are the numbers now? Well, I think it's um, over 1,200 people in nursing homes have died. There's, it? there's, there's, just, uh, there's about 1,100. I think it's 1,080 something. Or, yeah. It, could, okay. it could be slightly more now. But um, that, that's the well, the majority of deaths that were still... I mean, okay, I know there's just a trickle of deaths, thankfully, at the moment, but the majority of those are still in nursing homes and in care homes. Yeah, you know, yeah, so. exactly. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so I mean, we, we were we said we'd be nice to do that. So I set up the website. Um, uh, now, obviously, you know, we, my sister had set up the the Facebook page as well, the the Justice for the Vulnerable. Um, yeah. Um, just just to kind of get a, a group going as well. So we, we've only we're only kind of a. And what, know, what's the plan? What, what's the plan, Stephen? Or what are you, what is it you're looking for when you well, say well, justice for the vulnerable? Are you looking for an inquiry into it? Is it? Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. that's what we're looking for. You know. We saw things on on the ground level in the nursing home discrepancies that we were told, and then obviously the confirmation of the things that like that that Doctor De Bruyne was talking about that were confirmed by the, the management in the nursing home as well. That that kind of you know solidified everything to us and saying like this was totally mishandled. You oh know? No, of course, well the, well the nursing homes took the bull by the horns at the very start and 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 banned basically visitors, and exactly, then they were and yeah. then they were told by the HSE by Tony Holohan and by at the time Simon Harris. Um, no, actually, don't ban visitors. Let them all back in again. 
uh, which was a bizarre decision. When we when we saw what happened in Italy, we saw what happened in Spain and other countries around the world that had kind of been two or three weeks ahead of us. When we saw that it was affecting, it was an ageist virus and it was affecting the elderly and those particularly in nursing homes more than anywhere else. Exactly. I mean, it's it's. Uh, and I, I was when I was speaking to the medical staff in there, I was saying I hate to use the term common sense, but you know, yeah, but a lot of it probably would. If, if well, you don't need to be a chief medical at, examiner or a minister no. for just for health <laughs> to realise what the problem was. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was common knowledge that the the kind of the demographic that was being affected mostly was the elderly and the people who had underlying illness, illnesses, yeah. which pretty much fit. You know, everybody, everybody in, a in a nursing home. Nursing home. Yeah. You know, so um, you know, obviously, efforts should have been put in there. You know, and um, you know, we, we're kind of you know we're determined to get something done, even though like you know, okay, have, um, um, our new T-shock um, last week stating on, on national television that you know there wasn't a need for an inquiry because mistakes were made and mistakes were made in the pandemic. What the HSE did and, and the Chief Medical Officer and Simon Harris and whoever's responsible for making the decision to turn around and say it's okay to send visitors back into nursing homes, that's not a mistake, that's a decision. Yes. And it was a bad decision, but it was a decision. Yes. It's not a mistake. Mistakes are something yes. that you make a guess at and you get it wrong. I mean, the evidence was there yes. from other countries around the world who had seen this before us that it affected nursing homes and elderly people. So that's not a mistake. Exactly, yeah. And then, you know, he basically just dismissed, you know, the the, the need for an inquiry because he, he he'd stated that, you know, he didn't want anyone to feel uncomfortable and look having to look over their shoulder for making a decision. But I mean, why shouldn't they? When when the, at the expense of nearly eleven hundred deaths, you know. So that statement that the Taoiseach made is essentially it's, it's essentially dismissing the deaths of of nearly eleven hundred vulnerable people. Mm-hmm. You know that that were that were in in a, in a lot of cases were needless. You know, well, I mean, you did you seen the interviews with Leo Varadkar on two occasions on the Late Late Show and on Prime Time, um, where he was asked, you know, if there was anything, any does he have any regrets about decisions are made. And on both occasions, he seemed to completely ignore the fact that the biggest mistake they made was in the care homes. Yeah. Actually, in the Late Late Show, he said he couldn't think of one off the top of his head. I mean, I found that the most bizarre thing I've ever seen in my life. When everybody was screaming at the television, telling them which mistake he made and which which bad decision they made. Okay, so you would like to see a full inquiry, and I wouldn't disagree, which there should be a full inquiry. There has to be. And I think in years to come, we will look back at this time and see the obvious mistakes or bad decisions we made when it came to COVID-19. Where I, and, and by the way, not just in relation to nursing homes and the decisions that we made and, and did we make the right decisions at the time that affected so many people. Yeah, and, and absolutely, and, and still, are we making the right decisions? Like you, like you, mm. you talked about earlier on, are, are are we just jumping the gun and going back into you know normal life all too soon? Mm-hmm. You know, um, so you know, obviously, we will have to learn from that. But you know, and that's one of the things that he spoke about. You know, we have to evaluate the situation, learn from that. Obviously, that's really important. But we also have to evaluate why these decisions were made at the time and why they weren't changed around when they could obviously see that you know the clusters had grown. Within two weeks in the nursing homes, the clusters had grown rapidly um, in, in the well, nursing see, homes. We, we, I mean, the way it should work in society is we learn by the bad decisions and mistakes we make. And if we can't acknowledge those decisions and bad mistakes that we make, which we're never going to get anywhere, and it was yeah. quite clear that the Taoiseach didn't want to acknowledge those bad decisions. So if we're not yeah, acknowledging them, should we're just going to do it again then. Yeah, yeah. You know? that's, that's exactly, and that's, that's kind of like what's kind of giving us more determination, even even more so when when you hear kind of attitudes like that from, from the government. Yeah. You know, to totally dismiss and, and, and you know, 
put aside something like that that's as serious as that. Like, you yeah, know, because um, you don't want your mother just to be a statistic of COVID-19, sadly. And, and you know, when you hear numbers being thrown out every day, you know, and particularly in the height of it, going back three months ago, when it was like, you know, 31 people have died, uh, you know, 370 were infected. These are just numbers. And, and you just don't want, you know, particularly your parent or your brother or sister being a number. Yeah. And and before that, like, that, that's the point I, I make all the time. Like, before that, you know, like you said, you hear the news every day, oh, there's, there's 10,000 people dead here, there's, you know, in, in different countries, and there are all just numbers, and then all of a sudden, it all comes hitting home to you because, you know, your mother or your family member has, has suddenly contracted this, and they're in that vulnerable category, and all of a sudden you go, you know, it becomes real. Yeah. You know, COVID becomes real. It's not just a number being read out on, on the news anymore. Yeah. It's, it's actually affecting you, and all of the kind of... The, the, I suppose the heartache and, and you know things like that 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 surround having having the family member um, having COVID yeah. um, the restrictions in place and all that kind of thing like even even after even after my mother died of course all the restrictions in the um, for the funeral you know that was that in itself was heartbreaking you know like because all the family couldn't be there you know my mother couldn't have an open casket in the in the uh, funeral home. Um, Living you know, numbers at the people. funeral, I imagine, yeah. Ten well. people, yeah, ten people ten in the people. crematorium. Yeah. You know, everybody outside, and then we had a video link for those that couldn't get get there. Um, you know, and and then it was like, and getting back to you know the traditional kind of you know waking the, the, your 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 family member or whatever. Like you know, we went we went and visited my brother's grave and my dad's grave, and then we just went home, and that was it. Everybody just dispersed and went home, and that was that was pretty much it. You know, so and by the way, can I can I ask you if it's not a personal question? I don't want to seem insensitive, but what what's on our death certificate? Is it uh, death related or due to COVID nineteen, or is her debt related to you know her heart problem yeah, or was, diabetes it, or, or what's the on the death her death certificate? Yeah, the death certificate was pneumonia um, from COVID nineteen. Okay, so it's pneumonia. Yeah, okay. Because well, yes, I, I yes. just I was just curious to know, you know, in the case of COVID nineteen, you know, what actually takes a person's life in the end. So in, in your mom's case, it was pneumonia. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. All right. Yeah. Which, I mean, which would be very, I suppose, pneumonia would be very common, particularly in elderly people at the end of life. I suppose pneumonia would be very common. As yeah, well. but it was it was a, it was a common it was a common symptom as well of of the of COVID. As of well. course, yes, it was brought on. It was brought on by COVID nineteen. Absolutely, by COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Well, so, listen. I wish you luck, Stephen. Um, and have you have you spoken to uh, the minister for health yet, or have you spoken to the HSC yet, or have you spoken to? No, anyone? no, no. I ha- we haven't. We we wanted to just get first of all first and foremost to get kind of out there and let people know that the quest.ie is there and if you have family members okay so what's, what's the website have, again what is it again it's 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 de quest.ie so the basically quest. the name the quest yeah it, it comes from you know the andy williams song yeah people yes remember before, the impossible dream i do my father <laughs> um, used to play it every sunday morning yeah. when he was making his fry so, yeah <laughs> i so remember my mum loved that song so yeah. basically the quest was is symbolic of our quest to, to reach out to families and stuff like that. So that's basically where the, where the name came from. Um, but yeah, you can go on there. Like it's it's very it's, it's a very new site. There's only a couple. There's only my mum's story and another man up there at the moment. Okay. So we we want to get it out to as many people that say have families or friends that have been that have died in similar situations and to be able to get their stories and, and share them share okay. them up there. It's not just about the petition to get the sign because that's a, that's important as well. But we also want the place to to be able to you know. Uh, people can share their memories of, of their loved ones up there. And like you said, not be a statistic, not be a number on, on yeah, the radio. Absolutely. Okay, so it's www.the-quest.ie. And is there a Facebook page as well? There's a Facebook page. It's called Justice for the, the, the Vulnerable. Justice for the Vulnerable. All right, I'm for sure people find yeah. it. All right, listen, thank you very much indeed, Stephen. Thanks and, very and much. Thanks, and on and once again, condolence to you and your, all your family. And I'm sure your mother's memory will last forever. 
Thank you very you much indeed. So. We'll try anyway. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks very much. Mike. All right. Um, there you go. Stephen O'Shaughnessy, www.the-quest.ie. That's the hyphen quest.ie uh, or you can go to the Facebook page Justice for the Vulnerable if you want to share your stories maybe you had somebody who's in a vulnerable situation with COVID-19 or whatever it is and you want to share your stories or you would just generally want to support them uh, in looking for a full inquiry somebody says by the way in relation to older people dying at end of life anyway yes I understand that but people are entitled to an inquiry if they believe that mistakes were made and if that person who was end of life uh, died a little bit sooner than they should have um, if it was true neglect by the what would you believe the HSC and by the state uh, they're entitled to an inquiry. They're entitled to it. Because that's their job, isn't it? To protect everybody in the state. And I think they certainly failed when it came to the elderly in this country. Real people. Real opinions. Real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic hits.